0: If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you.
1: On tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. Do we have um, some people that want to come forth before I go forward dealing with the prayer of intercession? I'll give you a few minutes. I know y'all just so much in a hurry to come. The prayer of intercession. Come on, Athena.
0: Uh, Dealing with the prayer of intercession, what I learned was that, you know, with all the other teachings that you be specific when you're praying, and if you don't know what to pray, you ask the Holy Spirit uh, to pray, and the prayer of intercession is not getting in there and praying about you and just your family, but praying about what the Holy Spirit puts on your heart to pray and standing in the gap for someone else. Um, say, for instance, someone may not be saved or they may not be where they need to be in Christ, and then you can stand in the gap and pray for them and get someone with the prayer of agreement that's, that is where you are, and you can, both of y'all or whoever, how many, can come together and pray the prayer of intercession like Jesus prayed for us.
1: Okay. Anyone else? I know your name. Prayer of intercession is not praying to God and telling God that to do this to them, do do that to someone to get them saved. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of our sins, so everything this you know we went through, He took care of it. So we need to do God's prayer, um, thanking God that when someone go to mention someone, or intercede with somebody, that they receive what God has already done for them. Amen. Leave it on. I think somebody else is coming. The prayer of intercession. Come on, Sister Sonia. You know my name.
2: The prayer of intercession is standing in a gap. We started off in Ezekiel where uh, the prophets were causing corruption among the people. They were living any kind of way and doing all kind of stuff. And when I went back into it, I asked God. He wiped out everybody. His wrath came down and wiped out everybody. And I was wondering, why didn't he just wipe out the prophets, the ones that were over everything, It was because that false doctrine was still there. And so um, it brought about an understanding in my house and with me and how important it is um, in praying interceding for myself, the things that we used to believe like, um, God, if it be your will or uh, um, it's just so much false doctrine that was there we talked about how Moses stood in the gap um, in Genesis 18. And, no, I'm sorry, in Exodus. And we talked about how Abraham stood in the gap for Lot's family. And um, we we went to Peter. um, And it reminded me of me. We started talking about Peter in Acts, the 12th chapter. And um, in Acts, the 12th chapter, when they were praying, Um, for Peter to be released from prison, when Rhoda went to the door and Peter was at the door knocking on the door, uh, she just didn't believe that he was here. They thought it was a ghost. (laughs) And um, I know there have been times that God has done stuff for our family, and our minds were so blown that we we found ourselves we couldn't even sleep at night because we were just outdone that God did it. But that's what you were praying for. If your relationship is in the right place with him, you know what God says that He's going to do, and if you're praying that perfect will to God, He's going to do what He said He's going to do. We talked about um, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us as we uh, speak in tongues, and um, and we are uttering that language that we don't know what we're praying, but the Spirit does. And what I Really learned was that I should always go back and ask Holy Spirit. What did I pray? You know, and I I never thought to do that. Um, But it's a lot of things that Pastor taught. Pastor, in one of the teachings you said that um, Jesus was sitting at the right hand of God. We know that. But he's sitting there because it's finished. That's the part I didn't, I'm like, duh. He's sitting there because it's done, it's over. Yeah, when we finish cleaning our house, when we finish cooking and doing whatever we got to do, we sit down because it's done. That's why he's sitting there. Amen. I learn a lot. From Amen. Of Could
1: someone come up with Natasha and read her prayer of intercession with her? I think Delicia's delicious' coming up.
3: In this prayer, we We should pray on behalf of others. First Timothy chapter two verse one says, "Therefore, I exert first of all prayer, supplication, intercession, and give thanks on behalf of all men." We sometimes neglect to pray for others because we concentrate on our interests. We should pray for others whether they request our prayer. Our prayers are filled with requests and thanksgiving for other people than one our point of prayer. So think about some of the people we should pray for. Family members, our spouse, our children, and others in our life. Acts chapter 8 verse 24 says, Simon said to Peter, pray to the Lord for me that none of the things you have spoken by may come upon me. Prayer over in a session.
1: Amen. Delicia read that over her whole thing over. You had the mic down. I want them to hear it because I heard it. We should pray on
3: on behalf of others. First Timothy chapter 1 verse First Timothy chapter two, verse one says, therefore, I exhort first of all prayers, supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving on behalf of all men. We sometimes neglect to pray for others because we concentrate on our own interests. We should pray for others whether they request our prayer. Bible prayers are filled with requests and thanksgiving for people other than the one offering the prayer. So think about some of the people we should pray for, family members, our spouse, our children, and others in life. Acts chapter 8, verse 24 says, Simon said to Peter, pray to the Lord for me that none of the things you have spoken may come upon me. Prayer of intercession. Good job.
1: That wrapped it up. Delisha, you have something? Yeah, I have. I want to share my um,
3: prayer with you guys. Um, Father your word says for all I have for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus Romans 3 um, verses 24 23 to 24. So I would like to intercede on behalf of my husband. Holy Spirit help me to choose my words wisely to build him up and not tear him down. I speak life over him in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that he will seek you for godly wisdom and make good choices. I thank you, Father, that he will have high self-esteem regardless of his status, um, failures, or, and accomplishments. I thank you that he has a high level of integrity and is not easily destructive or pressured by life's temptations. I thank you, Father, that he has a prayer life that is strengthened daily from the time he spends with you. Lord, I am proud to be a woman of God, and I thank you for always keeping me ready and prepared to speak blessings and protection over the man of God that is in my life.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We give God glory. Mishan, you should give God a a big hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. We thank God. Amen. For the prayer of intercession, and some people are probably saying, go ahead on, Pastor, go ahead on. you. I, I get it next time. Mm-hmm. So let's start here. Tonight, what I want to talk about is fasting. Fasting, because prayer and fasting, it goes together. So what is um, fasting? It is abstaining from food, denying oneself of something that the body craves. Sustaining from food, denying oneself of something the body craves. And when you fast, some people um, can take um, away other things besides food when they're fasting. But it's abstaining from food, denying oneself of something the body craves. So, what we want to do when we're fasting, we want to make sure we're doing it with the right motives. We want to make sure our heart is right and we're doing it the way God would have us to do it and not the way we think it need to be done. And first of all, I want to say we do not go on a fast to get anything from God. We go on a fast to crucify our flesh so we can hear what God wants us to hear in any given situation. We do not go on a fast to get anything from God. God has given us everything that we need and everything that we need has already been written in the word of God. So if you're going on a fast to win a lottery, to get a husband, to get children, to get um, anything, you're outside of the will of God because God knows the plans that he has for you and we should go to god for those plans we should seek god to find out what you know god will is for our lives amen so remember fast is not to get anything from god because i remember before i found out all of this man was i doing some fasting because i wanted this and i wanted that and i said i have to do this to get god to do that and i found out that i just wasted time i was um you know dizzy and everything else for no reason because I was trying to do it myself so let's look at Isaiah 58 and I'm reading out the expanded Bible Isaiah 58 Isaiah 58 is filled with a lot of nuggets when it comes to fasting and it says verse 1 the Lord said shout out loud don't hold back Shout out loud, raise, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people what they have done against their God, their transgressions. Tell the family of Jacob about their sins. Then verse 2. They still come looking for, seek me every day, day to day and want delight to learn my ways. They act just like a nation that does what is right, righteousness they obeys. The commands, the judgments of God, they asked me to judge them fairly for righteous judgment. They want delight the to be near, to draw near to God. So look at what they were doing. It says they were seeking God. In a fast, we do seek God, right? That's what we want to do. We want to seek him. They wanted to know God's ways. In a fast, we do want to know God's ways. They asked to be judged fairly. Sometime in a fast, we know things that we have done that we should not have done, but we know that Jesus paid the price for all of it, right? They wanted to be near God. So all of these things look as if they were doing the right things. Have all of us in this place, have we been seeking God when we are on a fast? Yes. Have all of us wanted to know God's ways? Yes. Maybe the majority, maybe some. Have all of us want to be judged fairly? I'll say if something is happening in your life and you want to make sure that people are not looking at you outside of who you truly are. You want to be judged righteously. You want to be judged fairly, right? They want it to be near God. So we fast. We want to be near God. We want to be closer to him. He's in us, but we want to know that God is there because his words say he'll never leave us, nor shall he forsake us. So we're denying our flesh. For these reasons, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what they were doing. They were seeking God. They wanted to know God's ways. They asked to be judged fairly. They wanted to be near God. So it looks as if they were doing something right. And sometimes it looks as if we're doing something right when we're fasting because this is what we say we're doing while we fast. But the conditions of their heart was wrong. Sometimes we can appear to be doing right, but our heart is far from it. I'm going to say it again. We can appear to be doing right, but our heart is far from it. We can appear to come up in here and claim, but our heart is far from it. Some people may show up just to let people know I'm here, but I don't want to be here. So you're actually not here, even though we're looking at you. It's where your heart is. Anything you do, your heart have to be in what you do or you're not getting anything out of what you do. So let's look at the conditions of the heart. Okay, let's look at verse 3. They say, to honor you, we have special days when we fast, but you didn't see. They said we had special days that we were fasting, but you didn't see. Then they said we humbled ourselves to honor you. Why have we afflicted our souls? Why have we afflicted ourselves? But you did not notice. So look at this. They're saying, here we are humbling ourselves. We have chosen days to fast. God, you're not noticing us. God, you act like you don't even care. How many of us have went on a fast and it just seemed as if nothing still is moving? Seem like the problem is still there. And you look to the left, the husband there. You look to the right, the kid's still there. So you say, what's the use? Y'all know I'm joking, right? (laughs) But we look at the things that's still in front of us, and we done fasted. We done did what we thought we need to do, and we're saying, God, the problem is still there. What's going on? God, I have a problem eating all the time, and I'm letting go of the food, but I still want what I let go of. God, where are you? Why aren't you hearing me, God? This is what they were. It seemed like they were doing the right things. Now, here is God. God began to talk. He said, he said, but the Lord says, look, behold, you do what pleases, satisfied, seek pleasure for yourself on these fast days. So what they were doing, they weren't doing it unto the God. They were doing it unto themselves. They were seeking pleasure on those fast days. And you are unfair To exploit, oppress your workers. So even when you fast, you argue and fight. And hit each other with your fists. With your wicked, sinful fish. You cannot do these things as you do now. And believe your prayers are expected to be heard in heaven on high. So look at what they were doing. Number one, you do what you you do to please yourself. To satisfy, to seek pleasures for yourself. A fast is not to get anything from God. You already got everything. So if you're fasting to seek pleasure. For yourself. For a man or for a woman. For a car or for a house. <laughs> or for material things. You're looking at yourself. This is what God said they were doing. He said you are unfair to your workers. So they were being unfair to their workers. They were seeking pleasure for their self. You argue and fight. Let's stop on this one. you on a fast you say you're seeking God you want to come closer to God you want to know God's ways soon as the husband asks you something get out of my face you know what you did just leave me alone don't you see I'm before God you're just nasty just get out of my face he said you argue and fight How many of us have been on a fast and maybe it's not with the husband or with the wife, but you around people that, you know, and you just nasty to those people. You just acting, acting nasty. You just acting hateful to those people. And those people haven't done nothing to you. The problem is you hungry, (laughs) but all that nastiness and all that stuff that you were keeping inside of you about that person. Now that you hungry is coming out. Come on, y'all. This happens for real. A person that's hungry and people are aggravating them, agitating them, they're going to cuss you out, not unless they're really on a a fast for the Lord. So this is what they were doing. You smite with the fist of wickedness. So God was telling them, this is what you do on a fast. And God is telling us this is not what's supposed to be done on on a fast. And if you're on a fast and you're oppressing people, Why you on that fast? You're causing them to stumble and you think that you done something because you fasted twenty four hours. But you were doing all of these things. And then he said, God began to tell them in verse five, He said, This kind of special day is not what I wanted or have chosen. He made it clear these days that you have fasted is not what I have chosen. This is not the way I want my people to be sorry for what they have done. I do not want a day when people afflict, mortify themselves. I do not want people just to bow their heads like a plant, a reed, and wear rough clothes and lie in ashes to show their sadness. So what they were doing, they were appearing to fast. They were appearing like they were seeking God, wanting to know him, know his ways, wanting to walk the way he wanted them to walk. That's how they were appearing. How many of us, anoint your head, leave the cross on your head. You're appearing to fast. You're not eating anything, but you're sitting there mad, waiting out them 24 hours mad. Can't do nothing but complain and mummer for those 24 hours and say you on a fast. So this is what the Lord was saying. But then he said, is this what you call a fast? Do you really think this pleases a day acceptable to the Lord? Now the Lord is getting ready to tell them. He said, I'm going to tell you what kind of fast that you need to be on. I will tell you the kind of fast I want that I have chosen. Free the people you have put in prison unfairly. Release the chains, the bonds of wickedness, and undo their chains. Untie the ropes from the yoke. Free those to whom you are unfair, the oppressed, and stop their hard labor. Break every yoke. Share your food with the the hungry and bring poor people, homeless people, into your own homes. When you see someone who has no clothes, give him your clothes. And don't refuse to help. Give clothes to him. Conceal yourself from your own relative's flesh. Now look at this. This is how it's supposed to be, y'all. When we're on a fast, that fast is supposed to help us see others and not ourselves. That's the kind of fast that God has chosen for us. I don't look to my needs. I look to the needs of others when I'm on a fast. I see the way God sees. I want people to have what God want them to have. He say, free people you have put in prison unfairly. I look at how we can put people in prison with our mouth. We can put people in bondage with our mouth. So when we're on a fast and God shows us things that we have done, God said, freedom people, loose them people, loose the people that you have been hateful towards Loose to people that you act like you don't want to have nothing to do with. See, when you're on a fast and you're killing the flesh and when you're really truly hearing God, he's going to let you know his way of doing, not your way no more. He's going to tell you to forgive because I have forgiven you. He's going to tell you to go, go talk to that person that you got art with. Free that person. Don't have that person in bondage. Don't have that person tied up because of you. Then he said, free those to whom you are unfair, though oppressed. It's some people that we could have been unfair with, and we're oppressing those people. We're putting people in a place they don't have to be in. When you truly go on a fast, you're going to see God's way of doing things, and in no way you can stay in that same position that you've been in because that flesh is being crucified. He said, share your food with the hungry. When you're on a fast, you want to help those that are in need. Because, see, that flesh is being crucified. God is showing you people that are around you in need. He's showing you people that need clothes. He's showing you people that need food. He's having you to go visit people. So, see, when you're on a fast and God is really ministering to you on that fast, your life ain't the same no more. You ain't looking to you no more. I'm not going to buy me that, that pocketbook I it. I'm going to go take that money and I'm going to give it to somebody that really need it. See, that's what a fast does for you. It crucify you. It put that flesh under subjection and you're denying yourself. You're losing interest in what you want and you're putting your eyes on what God wants. That's what a fast does. A fast will break you down. And you know what? I believe some of us, it have to take more than one day to break you down. Sometimes it has to take two, three, four days. Sometimes it may take 21 days to break you down because you done build up something for so long that you think they're so right and you ain't seeing nobody but you. But God said, I want you to love your enemy. Love them that hate you. Bless them that curse you. And, and if you can't do that as of yet and you're in the word, kill the flesh. Kill the flesh by denying that flesh. By telling that flesh, oh, I'm going to crucify you tonight. Take away from that flesh what that flesh love. The biggest thing we can take away from the flesh these days in time is social media. If you take social media from the flesh, that flesh is going to be faint hearted. That flesh is going to feel like they ain't need it no more. They ain't want it. That flesh going to say, now who business am I going to get into tonight? You see some people working the phone, not even looking at the phone. Because <laughs> they're so used to the phone. That's all you see is a phone. How many of y'all, everywhere you go, what do you see in people's hands? Can't even keep it in your pocketbook long enough. Well, I ain't gonna say that about Sister Niece. The Lord knows I ain't gonna say that about Sister Niece, because I tell you that Sister Niece in that phone. (laughs) But what I'm saying is some people are so glued to that phone that they miss it. They know when they don't have it. Because that's what they are glued to. That's how they get all their information. So this is what the Lord was saying. When you're truly on a fast, you're doing what I have chosen for you to do. Now, if we're not doing what God has chosen for us to do when we go on a fast, we really hadn't been on a fast. If you come out of a fast and you still doing what the world is doing, you ain't really been on a fast. Because when you break it down, really crucify that flesh, when you come out, you doing what the Father would have for you to do. What happens when when you fast God's way? What happens when you fast God's way? Verse 8, then your light will shine like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. When you fast the way God wants you to fast, your light will shine like the dawn, and your wounds will be healed. Your God righteousness will walk before you and the glory of the Lord. His manifest presence will protect you from behind. Be your rear guard. Now let's go over that. Your light will shine like the dawn. When you are on a fast and you come off that fast, your light is going to shine. They're going to see that light that's coming from the father. They're going to know where you've been. And I'm going to go back to Moses in Exodus 34. When Moses went to be with the Lord To get the commandments from the Lord to give to the people to write on the tablets. When Moses was up there with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. Moses was in communication with the Lord. Now check this. Moses was not up there to get anything from God. Moses was up there to get God's way of doing things to bring back to the people. So when Moses finished those 40 days and 40 nights with no food, no water. When Moses come off that mountain, he was lit up like a Christmas tree because he had been in the presence of the Lord and the people saw the light on him. Listen at this. Your light will shine like the dawn when you are on a fast and you come out of that fast. People are going to know you've been with the father because they're going to feel the peace of God that's around you. They're going to feel that joy. They, those, those fruits are going to start presenting themselves. The love, the joy, the peace, the meekness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the long-suffering. They're going to say, Sister Deb, what man you been with last night? Because you more long-suffering with Brother Willie than you ever been. <laughs> Change have come. You ain't hollering at Brother Willie. You know that ain't how you do that, Brother Willie. I done told you one time. I ain't telling you again. Do it again. <laughs> I'm picking on them too. <laughs> But your light is going to shine. You're going to reflect him. It's not going to be about you. It's all about God. You done been in his presence so much that when you come out, all they see is him. They do not see you. You like a light sitting on a hill like a city for the whole world to see. They're seeing your light, which is coming from the father. Your wounds will heal quickly. Healing will come quickly. Why? Because you've been in his presence. You have denied yourself. You have lost interest in you. And you're saying, God, here am I. You may be going through something in your body. And all of a sudden you say, God, I know I'm already healed. But God, I need to hear you concerning this situation. So I'm going to crucify my flesh and hear What else you got to say concerning this, God? Is there something that I'm missing? and then the Holy Spirit said three days I want you to fast on three days the only thing I want you to take is juice okay God I hear you and you and your word you're seeking God to know what God would have to do you're praying you have to have the word of God when you fast some people fast and don't go into the word that's no fast because the word and prayer go together Look at how Moses, when Moses was on that fast, he was getting the word from God to bring to the people. So he was fasting and he was hearing God. He was open to hear what God had to say to him so he can bring it to the people. You have to, as a leader, you cannot... um, hear God the way you need to hear God sometime because it's things in the way and you need to know what's in the way so sometime a fast I'm just gonna say all the time a fast will help you to hear it would help you to hear clearly but sometimes we don't want to give up certain things because we get so used to those things I remember um I had mentioned it was maybe last year about could I get a few people to turn off Facebook for seven days I don't think nobody really came to me (laughs) say, I'm going to be one of them to turn it off for seven days. Because people hearts, some people hearts was like, I can't do that right now. My business is on Facebook. This is on Facebook. Did you know pastor is free? I got to see what's going on. So we see what God was saying. And then he said, your righteousness, your right relationship with God will go before you. When you crucify your flesh, you will see really who you are now that you're in Christ. You will see who you are now that you're in Christ. You're the right way, your relationship with God. God's glory, his presence will protect you from behind your rear guard. You will call God. You will call God. He will answer. You will cry out and he say, here I am. You will hear God more clearly when you fast because you deny yourself of what it need i remember it was years ago um i had to go i believe it was whiteville was it whiteville honey we went over that way anyway i had to go to whiteville and the lord told me he said i want you to fast for three days the only thing i want you to do is drink grape juice i said okay god i'll do what you tell me to do so that's what i did I didn't understand why he was telling me to do it. But I remember when I got to the church and I was sitting on the pulpit and I was staying focused and I was speaking in tongues under my breath. But I will not forget Brother Kenny and Brother John. They were looking at me like this right here. Oh, Lord, you see something. What you see? What you see? So I wasn't saying nothing to nobody. I was just sitting there quietly, not understanding why y'all this is no lie. When God got in that house and God allowed me to minister what he wanted me to minister, the house was full of witchcraft. People began to throw up. Do you remember, Jennifer, my husband? People began to throw up. and I mean, it was boom, 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 boom. People were out on the floor just like this. It was just like boom, 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 just throwing up, manifesting. And one person come up to me and they said, you see that guy right there? I said, yeah. They said, We couldn't do nothing with that guy. Matter of fact, that guy would come up in here and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, that guy was out. Deliverance was so much in that place because God had my flesh under subjection and the only thing I could do was do what, I mean, my hearing was so keen, y'all. It was just like, sometime i just walk up to them and boom, they were out. Because God knew what was in the place and he knew where I need to be to deal with what was in that place and fasting will help you to deal with the unseen so they knew that the spirit of the lord was in that house and y'all it got so good with the fast when it was over i still want to keep on fasting But that was up under me. That wasn't God. That was me. My flesh got so used to not having something. I didn't want nothing because I felt so free. I just felt like I could just float. And I'm like, God, man, look at you. It was God. And I remember we went to one church. And whenever the spirit tell you to do something, you need to do it. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. This woman's head looked like it turned around. She was so calm. But immediately when God was um, speaking to her, dealing with something, she changed just like that. God will let you know what's in a place. But you got to follow his leading. And you got to be in a place to handle where God is sending you. And he's not going to send you nowhere. And not unless he know you're in a place to do it. So fasting is what we need. Um, in the body of Christ more often is fasting. It will help you to get over strife. It will help you to get over anger. It would help you to see you instead of looking at somebody else. So if you want to know, Lord, what's going on with me? God, why am I so irritable? Why am I still in this place that I'm in? God, I know you're speaking to me, but for some reason I can't hear you clearly like I used to hear you, God. Go on a fast. Sometimes, hey, you may say, okay, I'm going to fast my lunch. It's a start. Or I'm going to fast, you know, my dinner up up until 6 o'clock. It's a start from 6 to 6. So when you do that... You're setting yourself up to hear what God has to say for real. And y'all, God is always talking. But we have so many blockers in the way that we hear more of those blockers than we hear God. God is right here, but it's like his voice is so far away because everything is put in front of God. When you fast, you begin to move those things out the way and you begin to say, I trust you, Lord. Fasting will help you do that. So we got to be willing to give up those things that's holding us. Whether it's television. Some people can go a whole day without food. Because they're trying to save money. I'm serious. Some people eat one meal a day. Some people can't do that. Because they budget, we're going to eat this. Some people may, can go with two meals and not three. They know what their body can tolerate. So that's what they call a fast. You got to go beyond that. You got to go beyond that because your body, it be squealing. It, it knows what it want and will it, when it want it. Some of you may love Pepsi. Some of you may not even like water. Go on a water fast. But I'm going to say this. Do not play crazy. I remember this. It was somebody. I ain't going to call the name because they know who I'm talking to tonight. We had somebody that... <laughs> Brother John, bless rest his soul, he had people going on fasts and know they was a diabetic. I said, no, you don't do that. Well, they said, no, you don't. <laughs> you know what you can do. You can't do like everybody else can do. So don't do that. You got to be careful. You got to hear the Lord for yourself or you be passed out somewhere. <laughs> hear what God has to say. And if you know you're doing what God tells you to do, that's what you do. And God will give leaders wisdom for all things because God knows you better than I know you. And if I'm spending time with God, I'm not going to tell you to do something outside of God. And that's what you look for. So that's what a fast is. It's many fasts in the Bible. It was talking about Moses. We talked about him, how he went on a fast. It's also um, Nehemiah, he went on a fast because he wanted to hear God. Jehoshaphat went on a fast. Daniel went on a fast. We know in the um, word of God, Acts 13, I believe, when um, they fasted and they said um, they was praying and they were on a fast. And that's when they separated Paul and Barnabas. So it's all through the word of God dealing with fasting. We know Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So it's in the word of God how fasting helped. But hear the spirit concerning fasting. Don't do it because somebody else is asking you to do it and you want to be a part of it and it's not really coming from your heart. You just want to be a part of that group. Your whole heart got to be sold out to what God want and when he want it. And don't just be a part of that fast and say, I can lose a couple of pounds because he's making it about you. A fast is about God, his way of being, and his way of doing things. You already have everything you need from God. You're not fasting to get anything. You're fasting to deny that flesh, to hear what God has to say unto you on his way of being and his way of doing. Amen? Do anyone um, want to share something? Did Well, Sonia shared Sunday about a fast. Her and her mother, is there anybody else want to share about a fast and how it has helped you to get over maybe an issue in your life? And it took fasting, denying your flesh, going into the word of God in prayer for it to manifest in your life. Is there anyone before we close? Okay. Okay, come on, Sonia.
2: When I first got saved, I used to fast all the time, fast, fast, fast. And in the middle, when I got saved, I want to say 95. um, It was about the time you had started having Bible studies in your house. But um, I got saved. I was in the middle of a relationship that had no business in it. It was with a married man. He was older and a whole lot of controversy was happening. And God led me on a fast to, um, I understand now it was to crucify my flesh. And, but this fast was on behalf he and his wife. That I not even be a thought. That I not even, uh, that I be removed as far as them from the east is from the west. And this fast was so powerful that when, I ran into his wife. Well, we went through a, a time. We ran into each other, and we had apologized. I apologized to her, with um, tears running down my face, and they were meeting in the middle, up under my chin, and um, she just embraced me, and she said, "You know what? We have something in common." And I just looked at her, drying up my tears, and she said, "We both love our children." And I'm like, God be the glory. Even when she came to this church, pastor, she's like, Sonia! And she's hugging me, and every time she saw me, she would hug me, and um, I know she had genuine love for me. I have so many testimonies on fast and how I got through the 11-year separation with my son, and I would just fast or pray, and God would just Oh, give me so much joy! I was just free wherever I went. No matter how much it oppressed me and tore me up, God would just build me up through that fasting. Fasting is like a, a, a mm. it's like a drug. You know, when you get used to fasting, and I haven't done it in years like I used to fast. But when I used to fast, I mean, oh God, would just mm. y'all. Mm. I, 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 Did y'all hear what she said
1: in that fast, how she was involved with a married man, and when she fasted, her and that wife of that married man became friends, you might as well say. And look at God. God worked in that situation, because some people would be dead right now, right? So a fast does do some miraculous things if we would take the time out and... You know, do that. But some of us can't uh, deal with that flesh. But, you know, after a while, the flesh will shut up. The flesh will shut up after a while because that flesh is understanding. I'm being crucified and I ain't getting nothing. Anyone else before we close? Okay, Brother Willie, it's on you. Announcements, I'm sorry.
0: Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.